0: What's going on, people? Corey, Gabriel, we are here as the Plant Power Dad Hour. And our mission is very simple. Our mission is just to help plant-based parents all over the world change their lives by changing the way they think about food. What's going on, Gabriel? Hey, not much. Just
1: enjoying the beautiful weather. I mean, you're, you're in Florida, so the weather's yeah. probably normally nice. But here in Virginia, it's, it's uh, almost 80, it's 80 degrees Fahrenheit today. <sighs> Wow, um, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, sun's not even out in full force. Kind of a cloudy 80-degree day. So really nice.
0: Okay. Really nice. Oh, okay. Well, we're uh you know guys, we 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 love this show. We uh think about the topic right before we go live uh with the show recording. We're not live obviously right now when you're watching this or hearing this, but uh we we think of this topic together. And so the topic that we're going to discuss today, I actually don't know how Gabriel handles some of these things, okay? Um, so we're talking about something that is, is rough for kids and some parents, okay? And what we're talking about is what happens when you have someone that is aggressive? I mean, you could call them a hater, you could call them whatever you want, right? When you have someone that's aggressive that comes at you or potentially asks a passive aggressive question, right? Um, about the way that you eat, the way that you live your life, okay? Um, I'm going to talk about it from kind of the, the kid's point of view, because I do have three kids, uh, two of them, which experience this kind of thing on a daily basis. And, uh, Gabriel going to kind of talk about it from, Hey, if a parent, you know, cause, cause Bridget, his daughter is like, so she's a baby. She, she's not encountering any of these problems yet. Right. But, um, she will. And, uh, and this will fuel her with, with some good stuff. But so like Gabriel, when you're out, when you're out and about, and I mean, especially when you started this transition, I'm sure that there were some people that, were haters, right? Or they were worried about your health. Like, are you going to yep. die? Right? So I guess, let's start with you. Like, how did you, wh- what is the thing that they said? And how did you navigate those waters?
1: Well, I think the big worry, right, we all hear it. And it's, it's insane that we still hear it. But the big thing you hear is where do you get your protein from? And, you know, there's some validity in the fact that we've all been brainwashed into to believe that protein is some sort of a you know, nutrient of concern. But when you you know after you've done this for a week, you know you realize, oh wow, protein's not something I need to worry about. As long as I'm eating enough calories, I'm eating enough protein, um, and the fact that most people eating the standard American diet and those eating any diet are getting more than enough protein. You know, over uh, amino acid consumption. And so that's a big one. But then you get the you know, well, our, we're, don't don't you worry about high quality nutrition? And you know, uh, we were evolved through eating meat because of our brain. You know, our brains we evolved. You know, all the things that you hear and things that I was hearing as I was transitioning as a animal science livestock production major. Um, these are the things that were not only being perpetuated from like the the mainstream like bro science, but from like professors who have been doing this for decades, who the science isn't there. The reasoning, if you get to the to the bottom of it isn't there, but they've just been perpetuating these these beliefs for, for really a 100 years. So you know, if you look at to the research of Dr. Campbell T. Colin Campbell, and what he's talked about is where where this whole protein myth came from. Um, but so there's, there's a lot there. And, and there's worries about the quality of it and this and that. But but, but here's how I have learned to really give my best, my my quickest two senses, you know, I was never worried about protein before. You know, I was so worried about protein before, right? I was, as an athlete and things, so worried about protein before, but I was the fattest, sickest, overweight, unhealthiest I'd ever been worrying about that, where now all I worry about is eating healthy, whole plant foods, and that's all I have to worry about. I don't have to worry about my protein, I don't have to worry about this or that, uh, and I'm the healthiest that I've ever been, right? And yeah. And so- I, I, I would say there's a lot to be said, and we'll get into it, but, um, but just understanding that what you are eating is, you know, there, there's no side effects to eating fruits and vegetables, um, but the research is out there on eating these high-protein, high-fat animal, more-based yeah. diets.
0: Yeah, no, it's true, and I think, you know, people, people don't really know exactly how much protein they need, nor do they know how much protein they're consuming, Right, and so I always thought that's interesting. And you know, guys, there's macro and micronutrients. Okay, we know these things, but protein is one macronutrient. One, and we we tend to focus on this so much, right? Um, And then because of like Atkins diet and crazy things like that, it's like, oh, carbs become the enemy, right? And then um, what else? What 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 are the macronutrients? I mean, neither one of us are dietitians. So you just hit on
1: that. That's great, right there. You know, you the other worry is right why aren't you worried about your carbohydrates? You're eating too many carbs, right? So so I came to, from, came to this way of eating. I came to a healthy plant-based diet, a vegan lifestyle um, from a former college football player who ate a pretty much a meat-centric diet, low-carbohydrate diet, um, and someone who was, you found myself right after uh, breaking my back and having surgery and everything, 260-plus pounds 100 pounds overweight, obese after, you know, after you break your back and you're relearning to walk, you're no longer considered an athlete, you're just an overweight individual. Um, And I found myself there, realizing, you know, after months of trying the different animal based diets, low carbohydrate diets, that I was just as fat and sick as I was before. And it wasn't until right, I cut out, you know, lowered my protein intake, lowered my fat intake and built my diet around the simple starchy staples, rice, beans, potatoes, oats, corn, quinoa. Those foods that are built around complex carbohydrates, starches, um, that I began losing weight, that I reached my healthy body weight, and that I that I actually experienced the health benefits that food has to offer. And so, when people, you know, there's a couple of things. Where do you get your protein from? Aren't you worried about your carbohydrates? Well, th- those are if you can if you can master those two things, and say, all plants have protein, all plants have protein, and as long as you're eating enough calories, you're getting enough protein in the right amount in
0: the plant. All protein all protein comes from plants. From plants, you think, that's right. You think about it, right? And then
1: about- and then building your diet around the simple starchy staples, a high carbohydrate diet, what you're doing is eating like people have done for thousands of years who have lived long, healthy lives without being plagued by the chronic diseases that are tearing apart our modern world. And then I'll just add a third quickie there. So you add those two things and then you just turn the tables on them. you just whip that table around and you say where do you get your fiber from? Because currently, I what's the number? Is it seventy percent? I think it's I think it's over seventy percent of the population in the U.S. is deficient in fiber. And yeah. research, I mean, every day new research is coming out about the wonders of fiber. We're talking about colon health. We're talking about just gut health. We're talking about all these you know the probiotics that that the prebiotics the, the just the benefits that fiber has. And if you're eating a plant-based diet, you're getting enough fiber, you're getting the right amount of fiber where, you know, p- the people that are asking you about carbohydrates, people that are asking you about protein are the very same people that are deficient. And what we're finding is this super important part of your diet that's just been left off the table.
0: And let's mention these macronutrients. Okay. There's seven, uh, I just Googled this y'all. Okay. There's seven major, and neither one of us are dietitians or medical professionals. Okay. So we have to have that disclaimer out there, but Seven macronutrients, carbohydrates, fats, dietary fiber, minerals, protein, vitamins, and water. That's what they say. Okay. So- And this was from- This is from Google. I just Googled this. Okay. Okay, um, Actually, (laughs) get this, Gabriel. The first thing that came up was beef to live. I don't know what- I don't know what it is, but they're they're saying what these things are, okay? Listen, from fruits, veggies, So nuts, maybe seeds.
1: maybe we shouldn't be taking... <laughs> that no, look,
0: look no, the, yeah. the, the things that we just talked about, guys, carbs, fats, fiber, minerals, proteins, vitamins, and water, you can get all of those from fruits and veggies, okay? Um, healthy fats, fats that are good for your, your body. Now, you're going to limit those if you're trying to, uh, you know, lose weight, right? You're not going to be eating five avocados a day. But you can get all of these things from fruits and veggies. You do not need animal protein. You do not need the second, the sloppy seconds of protein. You can get the protein from the source itself, right? And you touched
1: on something there with fat, just so everybody knows, right? Why is, why do people consider a whole food plant-based diet a lower fat diet? And it's not because it's a fat-free diet. It's not because we're going to the store and buying the crackers and cookies that say fat-free because those, first of all, have uh, are unhealthy, right? They're, we're not talking about processed foods that are fat free. We're talking about a diet that is built around staple foods that people and populations have eaten for thousands of years with the addition of fruits and vegetables, which just so happens to be around eight to 14 percent percentage of fat, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not a fat free diet. It is a, it, it's considered lower fat if you're comparing it to the standard American diet or the keto diet. It's lower than that. But it's eating, you know, you're eating enough calories. Say you're just an average person, average workload, average, you're eating 1,800, 2,000 calories a day. Well, if you're eating those from whole food plant-based, whole plant foods, well, and you're building your diet around the simple starchy staples, right? Again, we're not talking about eating 10 avocados a day. We're not even talking about trying to eat as much nuts as, you know, you're just, they're just going to be in your diet. Uh, And if they are, then you're going to be eating the right amount. And if you just ate a diet purely about whole grain, brown rice, whole oats, Whole sweet potatoes, whole potatoes. You're still going to be around that five to eight percent in fat, which yeah. is going to be is going to be. It's been done.
0: I tried to stay like eight percent fat for my entire day, and I tracked my calories for a while. It was it was pretty hard for me, even even eating whole food plant based because I eat a lot of food, a lot of food. I just like food and I eat a lot. Um, but um, if I if I had a specific goal and I was tracking calories to try to hit that goal, then obviously I could do it. But, um, just naturally the food that I ate throughout the day, and I mean, I'm, I'm 95% whole food plant-based. Okay. So like, I, I believe in a plant-based diet in phases. So like I'll do, I have, I have like three phases, you know, phase three being whole food plant-based like hundred percent. And so I'll eat phase, phase three for me, uh, definitely breakfast and lunch. Okay. And then dinner, I might switch it up, have like one of the fake meats or something along those lines. Um, chicken, uh, ch- uh, a fake garden chicken sandwich, you know, but those are few and far between. Um, I might have a smoothie, but I throw like an entire you know, handful of arugula in it, right? Because you don't even taste it. It just assimilates yeah, like, I'm not a big
1: fan of arugula. You can keep no it. No
0: way! No, no I way! Like I don't like Dude, it. I'll eat an arugula salad raw with like lemon juice on top and just like it's yeah, no
1: i i can't do arugula. i'm a big brassica fan kale collards kohlrabi Ooh. you know cabbage i have a lot it's all out there in the garden
0: but you ever take the kale and just rip it off like like just rip it off the leaf the stem or whatever
1: yes yes but we don't normally eat it in salads per se we normally eat it in um Like in smoothies, so I'll blanch those greens and then we'll freeze them, and so we'll eat the whole thing. Or if I'm cooking them up, like sauteing them, we'll eat the stem. Yeah, that's amazing,
0: amazing. Um, Okay, so continuing on the protein thing, right? Um, If someone and uh, Gabriel, maybe you know, I can't even remember the name of the book. I feel like such a moron right now. But there is a, there's a doctor out there that I've heard speak on the engine two stage, and he talks about. The, sci- the, the, the science or not the science, the, um, like the mental behind why it's proteinaholic by Dr. No. Garth Davis. No, nope nope It's another doctor, uh, Garth. No, it's not Garth. Dang it. It's like, <laughs> you just said Garth's name. Um, Dr. Or T. Colin Campbell, his it's book not. Whole talks about it. Good. A good amount. It's okay. Uh, guys, I'll put it in the show notes if I find it, but we'll get that. We'll
1: get that put down in the notes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Here's what he says. Okay. He says, if someone comes up to you and they ask, where do you get your protein? The non-combative, non-aggressive answer could be, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. But my doctor seems to think everything's awesome. I mean, I haven't been to the doctor in, uh, you know, more than once a year for my, like my annual checkup. So things are good. Right. And if the conversation stops there, You're good, right? They might not have wanted to know more. They were truly just being kind of like, you know, judgmental. Trying to pick fun at what you're eating. They are, right? And and that kind of ends it, right? But if they end up asking more after that, that's when you know that they're a bit more serious. And that's when you know, okay, you know what? I'm going to expand a little bit on this and you can talk a little bit more about it. But for the most part, if you're non-combative, if you're not defensive about it, they will leave you alone and i really like that approach um and so i've kind of talked to my kids about it and like you know i'm talking about it from a kid point of view here my daughter goes to school and they look at her lunch and they're like because we make her lunch every day she doesn't buy school lunch i just come on it's like a no-brainer right for me um but uh they'll say like ew what's that right like she usually has a warm thermos that we heat up we boiling water right and then we'll dump the water out and it's nice and warm. We will put like a really hearty soup in there. She really likes like, um, um, uh, what's our boy uh, that has the soup? Um, Dr. McDougal's soup? Thank you. Dr. McDougal's soup. Good, man. I can't remember any of our heroes' names right now. This is driving me crazy. Um, so yes, McDougal's soups. Uh, we'll, I'm going to we'll have to start throwing out fake answers to keep you on your toes. Stop it. Stop it. So his soup is great. Um, we'll do a beans and rice. We'll do spaghetti sometimes with like a a chickpea noodle or something along those lines. So, you know, she lucky enough is a pretty unique kid in the sense that you're not going to shake her confidence. Okay. She is like, well, this is the way I eat and I love it. And, um, that's just how it is. I don't think it's gross. And I'm sorry you feel that way. Right. Whereas other kids might not have that, you know, overflowing confidence. Okay. Sure. So, The bottom line is, is, um, parents, if you you encounter this problem, uh, there's a mixture of what I call parental marketing and education that needs to happen with your kid, okay? You need to talk to them about this before it happens, before they're in the situation so when the situation happens, they know how to handle it. Um, My daughter, I've just said to her, like, wave your vegan flag proudly. Wave your plant-based flag proudly, okay? And so it makes her happy. She's not embarrassed by it. She loves it. And there were these little bracelets. I think Peta put them together. It says, "I'm vegan." It's mostly for kids that are two, three years old. If a parent sees it and they go, "Oh wow," you know, um, I can't feed this kid dairy. Oh, okay, well, that's cool. Th- those kind of things. It's cute, but I don't really know if it. How effective look is it? it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, you know, with Izzy, she's just. I told her, like, be proud, baby. You got this little flag. Wave it around, like, let be a be a shining light that shows people how awesome this way of living and this life is. Right. And so, um, the, the parental marketing side is mostly meant for younger kids where you kind of like line up the food they're eating with a direct relation to like their muscle or something like more superficial, right? Um, Oh, these carrots make you see perfectly. Um, <laughs> I mean these, these kinds of things. Uh, my grandpa always used to say your broccoli gives you rosy cheeks and curly hair. And I don't know why, Everybody would aspire to have rosy cheeks and curly sure. hair, but hey, uh, my grandpa, you know, said that was good. So, um, so that's kind of what I would, what I would say is like, don't be afraid to have the open conversation with your kids about this. Like, let them know that it's okay to be different and set them up for the fact that everyone around them is going to be eating school pizza and breadsticks. And, um, you know, when the moment happens, it happens.
1: Yeah. And there's a few things there, right? And I'm I'm not in your shoes. Yet, you will be. You but, will be. Yeah. Um, but and I and I'll speak from both sides there because I grew up as you did, but I, I was a very confrontational person on the other side, right? Um, but I'll just say this: as we're seeing people grow up, and, and and if you're if you're less confrontational, and maybe your kids are leaning less confrontational, that's okay. I have a feeling Bridget will be more so like Dad and be a little I, bit more uh, <laughs> a little bit a little bit confrontational loving. Okay. Um, but uh, here, here's the thing. You can, you you know, depending on whatever age your kid is and it's not making fun of anyone. It's not, but it's, it's just saying, Hey, the proof is in the pudding, right? haha pudding, um, is to say this, you sit your eight year old down and they're wondering why their friends get to eat pizza and breadsticks and at lunch. And right. It's crazy, right? They get to eat pizza, right? These things that were just, you know, and you say, all right, Sally, Susie. Um, you, you, you're eating a hearty lentil and chickpea stew, or you're, you're eating all these tasty things. Do you enjoy them? Yeah. I love them, dad. I love them. They're, they're tasty. You know, they're healthy. I say, all right, well, well, what are your friends eating? Oh, they're eating pizza and pop tarts and, you know, all these things that are just common, right? They're just common. It's amazing that you're the, you're the odd out if you're eating rice and beans or, you know, something, you know, that's out of the ordinary. And you just, you know, just say, well, well, how are your friends? How do they feel? are they looking? Are they healthy? And right now the stats are saying that right now, if you walked into a classroom, 40% of the students would be overweight, 30% would be obese. And we're talking about by the time Bridget is school age, 50, 60% obesity in those kids. In the, you know, not only are their teachers overweight, but these eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds are obese, overweight. And so it's not a it's not a you know you're not telling them to make fun you're not telling but you're saying you just got to open your eyes and just realize that hey what we're doing is leading you on a path to health to wellness to overall longevity and unfortunately what your friends are eating just isn't the case and and there can be some good education there to say hey you know what your friends might be saying oh i want to do this or i want to be this athlete or want to do that And you say well you know what i i'm I'm fast. I'm running. I'm healthy. Why don't you try eating this? And you can kind of share a little bit or maybe bring some to share. Um, So there's that side of things. And, and, you know, it's not to, it's not to make fun. It's that's, that's the thing. You're not making fun because I was one of those kids, right? Eight, nine, 10, right? 50, 60 pounds overweight when I was only, you know, a hundred right? I was the, I was that fat obese kid. Um, And I didn't, you know, I'm sure there was probably maybe one or two vegan. I mean, I went to big schools and I don't remember ever seeing it, but, um, But there was, you know, there's just that to say, Hey, yes, what they, you know, you may be the oddball out there, but, but you're also the the healthiest. You're also the one that is, that's not dealing with these, you know, you're not having type two diabetes when you're 13. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: It's the truth. It's the truth. Um, wow. Those stats are crazy, right? I mean, we've got to, we've got to help our kids. We've got to help our kids.
1: And I'll just, and I'll, and I'll say this, because again, I came from the side of things where I was the overweight, I was the chubby, I was the, the kid that was eating the, the meat. And I was the one that was, I can, I, you know, through, through college, right? Not, not all the way through college, because that's when I adopted a plant-based diet, but, but my freshman year of college, right? I can remember, um, you know, good family friends, their daughter had a friend who was a vegan. And, she, you know, we would always go over to our friend's houses and their daughter would have her friend over there. And, and I, I mean clear as day. I mean, we were having steak or we were having, you know, we were having all this stuff and she would have something different or she would have eaten or she wouldn't. And I was the one picking fun. I was the one saying, Oh, here's a chicken nugget. You know, here's this, you know, where do you get your protein from? I was the one there. And, and, and and it's horrible. Right. And, and I, and I ran, it's, it's horrible. But now as I'm on the other side of things that I have the same people, right. I've got people that I know. I grew up with They're saying, have a little chicken nugget. Here's some steak. Oh, just a little bit. Um, and from from and from the parenting side, I'm sure that's going. You know, well, why can't they just have a little bit of this, a little bit of that? Well, well, first of all, I can say from someone who sat in this chair on the other side that why I was so aggressive or why I was so pushing it because it was different. You're sitting down with ten other people, and one person's eating a healthy plant-based meal. Everybody else is eating crap, junk, standard American diet food. Those nine are going to gang up on that one because it's different, right? And, and yeah. unfortunately, that's just human nature. And so if you are the one that's there, and I've been on both sides now, is to say it's okay to be different, right? Because, because different means you're not dealing with all those problems. And second of all, it's none of their business, right? Yeah. Because you're not the one sitting at a table, nine, nine out of 10 are eating chicken nuggets, right? You're in school, nine out of 10 are eating chicken nuggets, and you're eating a hearty, you know, whatever a healthy plant-based meal, you're not the one prosthetizing to them, telling them they need to do this or tell them they need to eat that. They're coming to you. So realize that it's okay to be different because I don't want to be normal like them, fat, sick, overweight at 12, 13. And also it's none of their business. So you can move on from it. And realistically, if you're in a school setting, if you're in a setting like that, you're probably going to be surrounded most of the time with people that you know, that are going to be more so understanding. And if they're not, then there's more than enough chance normally to be able to stand up, move to another table and say, you know what? It's just not something I'm going to argue about.
0: I, um, but if
1: you if you lean towards the confrontational side, maybe you do want to argue about it.
0: That's true. Hey, I, you know, I think communicating with your principal, communicating with your teacher, keeping that open communication is always important. But I, I want to touch on something you mentioned there, right? Like friends, older friends, people that are adults saying like, come on, man, just try a chicken nugget or whatever. Come on, dude. It's a piece of steak. Just have one piece. The same thing happens for birthday parties, okay? And I, I wrote like a whole blog post about this, but people are always like, what do you do when there's a birthday party and your kid is the only kid that's left out from celebrating? Like they can't be part of the of the party. And I want, I want to say- Because right, they
1: can't eat the cake and ice cream. They just, the whole party's just gone to sham. You know, just I know. all gone.
0: <laughs> No, well, here's the thing, man. Like I I understand- how that could feel to a kid. Okay. Mm -hmm, But first of all, your kid is fueled with the education and the knowledge. Right. So, uh, when my daughter was maybe four or five, maybe, okay. She would come to me and ask me, Hey daddy, you know, there's a birthday party. Um, they're going to be having cupcakes. Would it be okay if I had one? And people are always like, do you force your kids to eat this way? Or is it like, how do you do it? And I'm like, all right, here's the thing. Um, I don't force my kids to do anything, but I have a responsibility as their parent to keep them safe. And I believe the safest, healthiest way for them to eat is this way. Now, if they force the issue with me, if they come to me, they're like, Daddy, I'm dying to try um, a cupcake or a piece of pizza, right? I mean, meat, I'm sorry, I just can't, I, as far as meat goes, like we just don't eat, our family, we do not eat meat. Like that, that's just, our family doesn't do that. Now, if my kids grow up 18 years old and they're it's like, first thing they do is shove a piece of meat in their mouth, I don't know how well a job I did as a parent, but ultimately it's their choice. Okay. But if we're talking about something like pizza or, um, you know, a cupcake or something along those lines that has dairy and eggs in it, guys, I can sub that out so easily with something that tastes way better. Like I could do a vegan cheat meal, a celebratory as, uh, Gabriel calls it a celebratory cheat meal, uh, as a vegan cupcake that I get from whole foods. Uh, easy, right? For that one party. Um, they have many vegan also, chocolate I mean, chip if, cookies. It's
1: also, if it's also, I just say this, I mean, my, my sister is a nanny and she takes care of a child. And, the, and you know, there's birthday parties that come up all the time. And another option is you make cupcakes for the party, right? Not yeah. so, so, that, so that if you're really worried about your child to be feeling left out, well, then go ahead and let the parent know, hey, I'm going to make a dairy-free, a vegan cupcake just for the party, you know, for the party right? Just yeah. so everybody can have one, make 12, a, a, you know, a couple, a, two dozen of them, whatever. Um, and so there's another option. If, if you're that worried about it, I just say that.
0: Do you have any dessert recipes in your book? I know you've got that, uh, that chocolate brownie in a mug. Like yes, I made that. There's some, that's, that's the first thing I made, by the way.
1: There's some mug cakes or sweet potato cake. Um, there's some different things, you know, that if you want to consider that a time for a celebratory meal, you know,
0: I don't different. necessarily
1: know how a mug cake's going to go over with a bunch of <laughs> sugared up eight-year-olds who, you know, yeah, you know it wouldn't. um, but, but, but here's, here's the other thing, you know, you brought it up and again, I'm coming from it where I'm not in your shoes at the time. Um, but I can just say, you know, what I tell others, you know, when they kind of say it to me or whatever, but if, if you do have someone coming up to you, maybe you're, yeah, I, I'll say this. I see it with grandparents a lot who reach out to me on a daily basis. You know, I hate to see my grandkids do this, you know, when they're with me, they eat healthfully, but you know, this or that, what can I do, you know, or or they really want to eat this when they're with me. And I just, I just can't do it. So should I let them have that hot dog? Or should I let them have, you know, should I let them have that, you know, whatever it is. And here's, here's how I look at it. Yeah, we can all look at it differently. That's fine. But right now, a lot of these, you know, we've got more than enough research. You know, people say, oh, there's research everywhere. But we have more than enough research. You know, processed meats. We've got dairy. We've got the links it has to chronic diseases, to long-term health consequences. And if I had someone, if I had a grandchild or a child saying, Dad, I really want to have that that hamburger at the party. I really want to have that. And say I didn't have time to cook it or, or to, to make something, an alternative or you know, bake something. And then I have parents, right? Parents say, oh, just let them have one. Just let them have one. Just let them right. have one. It's, you know, you, know, you as, as a parent, I see it as this. You have a responsibility. If I had, if my child was saying all my friends are smoking cigarettes and I really, really want to have a cigarette, well, it's pretty clear, you know, the long-term health consequences of that. Now, could you say, oh, that's drastic. You're blowing things out of the water. You're being melodramatic. Could, sure, I could. I could be but 40% of the kids that are at that birthday party are overweight, fat, obese. <laughs> so am I blowing yeah. it out of the water? Um, and so if I had someone who, a, a child, say, I want to smoke a cigarette. All my friends are smoking cigarettes. All my friends are doing this. All my well, you say, you know what? I see how unhealthy it is. The other parents may not see how unhealthy it is. But as the adult, as the parent, as the grandparent, as the caretaker – it is my responsibility to make sure you don't go down the path that all those others are going down. And so you do have a lot of responsibility there. Are you going to be yeah. the most loved per Are you going to be the favorite person on that car ride home? Maybe not. But in 40 years, you're not going to have to be the grandparent taking care of their overweight grandchild right hey, that's um, and so that's what we're trying to get at the hard, these are harder decisions right this is a topic where we can make it seem as easy as it is and some of it is easy right you bring make some cupcakes for a party you do this uh, but you're always going to have parents who are going to you know talk about it and the only way you can get away from it is secluding yourself which we're not uh, su- suggesting because you're not going to be able to introduce anybody else to that and you're not yeah. help you're not building your children up your grandchildren up to be have a firm foundation, a strong foundation of this is why I eat this way. This is, you know, this is, this this is that. Um, but you know, you're just, you're going to have to make some tough decisions. And, uh, and I look at it just like I would, and you know, is this, is this something that's going to help their long-term health? Right. And we're not talking about going out for a celebratory vegan meal. We're talking about something that, They have that cheese pizza at that birthday party. Well, maybe then they have this at school and maybe then they have this at school. And then guess what? Your kid is one of the 40% that's fat, sick, overweight, obese in their classrooms as a 12-year-old.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's the truth. And, you know, guys, we're we're coming up here on the end of the episode. So I just want to say, you know, ultimately you have to make your own decisions as a family, okay? You have to get together. You have to meet with your unit, your main unit, which is you and your partner, if you have kids or maybe you're, maybe you're a single parent or parent, you know, if you are man, more power to you. I don't, I can't even imagine how hard that would be, but make your rules. Okay. Do you follow the organic rule, right? What's the most important to you? Maybe everything has to be organic. Do you think local is important? Maybe where does local, is it local? Where does that rank for you? Okay. Um, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's whole food plant-based. Maybe it's, a certain brand. What are your rules? what What are your rules when you go out for a birthday party? Uh, when you go out to eat at dinner? what What rules do you have for yourself? Okay, there's no right way to do this. All we're doing is giving you our thoughts, our opinions, and the way that we operate our families. As Gabriel's daughter gets older, he's going to have to develop his own set of rules. And I'm sure that I haven't dealt with every single piece of uh, kickback that uh, that there is. Um, I've still got two kids. You know, one's nine. He's Roger, my, my son, he, my middle son, he is like passionately vegan. I mean, like he will straight up to your face be like, is that vegan? Awesome. And then if it's not vegan, he'll be like, I don't want to eat that. That's gross. Why would anybody eat that? And he's very, he's very aggressive. And kids
1: are, and I think kids are, you know, we're talking, you know, a lot of what we're getting back to is making your kids aware, talking about it as a family, bringing them into just including them into these decisions and kids aren't dumb. And kids aren't stone-cold, uncompassionate, you know, killers. What they are is compassionate, loving individuals who, when you bring it to them at the basic form to say, do you want to eat that, you know, dead body? Do you want to, you know, and it's just like it's it's this and that. It's, do you want to eat that knowing that it's making 40% of your classmates obese? And, you know, yeah. do you want to eat that, No, you know? Um, they're not dumb, and there's different ages that you introduce different things. I understand yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But you know what, Bridget, at uh what is it, eleven weeks old, she already understands. You know, you know, dairy is scary, and uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> dairy is scary. It's the a only, book you reader every night. The
1: the only yeah the, the yeah yeah so so there are
0: books that you can read. I love like Ruby Roth has a couple books for kids. I love Ruby. She's a friend, and uh, man, there's some good books out there. V is for vegan. Yeah, that's we have that one. Yep. yep Great yep. book. Great book. So, no, there's
1: um, all good stuff. And, and, and again, it goes back to a lot of things, but plan ahead, be prepared. Yep. Don't send your kids to the first day of school and just hope that they're gonna find their way to a vegan option at your school, which does not have any vegan options. And don't hope that their, their teacher doesn't give them. You know the cupcakes and sugar cookies, at you know at snack time or whatever. Without you telling them, you've got to be proactive and you've got to plan ahead. Um, and as your children get older, you've also need to bring them into it and say, you know, these are just not the things that we want to build for strong bodies. You want to be strong. You want to play football. You want to be a ballerina. You want to be a gymnast. You want to be an an you want to be anything you want. But but we're gonna fuel you. We're gonna give you the right things to make you big, strong, healthy. Um, and that's the way to you know just plan ahead. That's that's. That's all like we could probably bring every single episode to plan ahead, be prepared because things are always going to happen. Unexpected things are always going to happen, but those are the 10% things. 90% of the time, if you plan ahead and you're prepared, you're good to go.
0: It's so true. I'm going to leave you with two small things. One, find the vegan teacher. I promise you there's a vegan teacher at the school. Find her. Okay. She's gonna be awesome to have as a friend and she will make your kid feel like an advocate.
1: An advocate, author, an advocate for your children there.
0: Part of an exclusive club. Like it's gonna be their exclusive club together. And then second, I did this. I did this. Okay. Most teachers give like lollipops and sugary candies for rewards. For rewards, people. Are you kidding me? Okay. So I uh I asked him if I could make the prize box for them and I filled it with all now look, these are pre-packaged foods, right? But they were whole grain foods things like cliff bars and stuff like that that were totally vegan and uh, nobody thought about it. Right. So I replaced her gift box with something that was a little bit more expensive, but I paid for it. Sure. And so my kid could have anything in there. Um, it was pretty awesome. So that is awesome. Anyways. Yeah. All right, people. Hey, um, we, ho- we hope I say we
1: hope everybody enjoyed and you've got questions, leave them below. We want to hear them. We want to be able to answer them and we want to continue on with the show kind of, dedicated to some pertinent questions that plant power parents um dads moms grandparents have that we'd really love to cover.
0: Check us out y'all plantpowereddadhour.com. You can find me and Gabriel on all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, lean green dad, plant based Gabriel. Gabriel's got an awesome book. Make sure you go check it out, Plant Based Diet for Beginners. There it is if you're watching on video. And then uh, I've got free resources over at leangreendad.com. So go check it out, y'all. Thanks for everything. We will see you next week. Now I'm a lean green eating machine.